Christ. So in Luke chapter 9, which is where Pastor David told us to turn, we have a clear picture, right? A clear picture, especially as we head towards Easter, which is in a couple of weeks, of what Jesus focused on and ultimately on what you and I should be focusing on as well. So as we read Luke 9 together, right, or a small section of Luke 9, here's the goal. At the end of the day, my prayer, my hope, is that each one of us is able to see and understand what God has called us to focus on. Okay, would you pray with me? And take a second at your seat to just pray and ask God to help you, show you what you need to focus on. God, let our hearts, let our minds, let everything we are be focused on you and you alone. God, help us to see in your word the model that you've set for us. And God, I pray that you'd help us to live the way that you've called us and modeled for us to live. So in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, look at Luke 9, verse 51. Okay, that, that's our text for this morning. It's one verse. Right? You might think it would be short. It, it, it's, it's really long. We're going to expand and we're really going to think about this. Luke 9.51 says this. When the days drew near for him, it's talking about Jesus. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, that means, look up here guys, taken up means when the days drew near for Jesus to be arrested and to go to the cross. When the days drew near for Jesus to die on the cross and ultimately rise again, for, for me and for you. So what we celebrate at Easter, Good Friday, Easter, all that stuff, when the days drew near for that to happen to Jesus, Jesus set his face to go towards Jerusalem. Okay, listen to that last phrase again. Jesus set his face. Jesus was focused on going towards Jerusalem. So based on what I said about our focus, my focus and your focus, and based on that verse, you might be thinking, okay, so I guess... If I'm supposed to be like Jesus, I need to make sure that I'm focused on the city of Jerusalem, right? That's what we see in the verse, right? That might be what you're thinking, but, but it's not exactly that. I want you to think about what's going on in the life of Jesus right now. Think about what's going on in his ministry right now. In this verse, right, or in Luke, it's this verse that lets us know he's beginning the journey towards the cross. He's beginning the journey towards the moment where he would allow himself to be crucified for my sins and for yours. So that's the start of the journey right here. So when you read, look back at the verse in your Bibles, Luke 9, 51. Get your eyes back on it. When we read that he set his face, that, that phrase right there lets us know that he is set out with a clear focus, that he is determined to do what God called him to do. He's got his eyes on his mission. He's got his eyes in a specific direction and nothing that happens around him is going to distract him or keep him from doing what he's supposed to do. Has anybody ever been distracted? Right? Right? Jesus isn't going to let anything distract him or prevent him from doing what he's supposed to do. He set his eyes on Jerusalem. He's intentional. Right? He is intentionally heading to the city of Jerusalem. I want you to think about why that's important. All right, just think for a second. Jesus was intentional to go to the city of Jerusalem. Think about why it's important. He didn't just happen to be in Jerusalem when he got arrested. 
He didn't just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He didn't just happen to be somewhere that Judas could betray him. He set his face on that. He set his focus on that. And he intentionally walked and lived that out to get him to Jerusalem. He was there, guys, on purpose. Right? He was there on purpose. He went there for a specific reason. Guys, listen, Jesus set his face on Jerusalem because he wanted to go to Jerusalem and accomplish something. Right? He wanted to go to Jerusalem and do something, make something happen. Guys, what did Jesus go to Jerusalem to accomplish? Think about it. Why did he go? Why did he go to Jerusalem? What was he hoping to accomplish when he got there? If you don't know the answer to that, we're going to walk out and you're going to see it this morning. He set his face on Jerusalem to go there to die for someone. He set his face there to go there to die for other people, to die for me, to die for you, to to die for things and sins that ultimately he didn't commit, right? What an accident. It was all 100% on purpose. It was on purpose. Now, the thing that we need to figure out is why. Why did he do that on purpose? Why was he willing to go there on purpose? Why did he live his life like that? A few chapters later, in chapter 18, verse 31, we see that Jesus is committed to the plans and to the glory of God. Right? Jesus is about ultimately the glory of God and the plans of God. That's why Jesus went. That's why Jesus was hoping to, to accomplish it. That's what Jesus was going to do on the cross. He died as our substitute, ultimately providing the way for you and I to have life. Listen, guys, God's plan for me and you to have our sins forgiven, God's plan for you and I to have the hope and the promise and the future of an eternity in heaven one day was accomplished, was made possible through what Jesus did on the cross. So Jesus set his face. Jesus focused on Jerusalem and made sure that he got there to the glory of God. Now if we zoom out a little bit, look at chapter 9. How many verses are in chapter 9? Somebody say it. Look in your Bibles. You still got them open. How many verses? 62. That's a lot of verses. How many did we just read? One. So there's a lot more going on in that chapter, right? Right? There's a lot more that's going on. We're going to zoom out a little bit, and we're going to see two different ways to live. We're going to see two different places that our hearts, our minds, our lives can be focused. The the first thing that we're going to see is this. The first way to live, the first way that we can focus is like this. We can focus on the now. Right, we can focus on here. Go ahead, write that down. Focus on the now. Right? Focus on right here, right now. Focus on here. Focus on the, the temporary. Focus on the now. We see that in that chapter. If you've written that down, now go ahead and put an X over it. Write an X through it or write down next to it, this is wrong. Or write down, don't do this. Write down, I, I've got to choose another way. Write down that, that it's wrong. All right, that, that's not the right way, but we see it all throughout the chapter. And guess who we see it from? Guys, we see it from people that were committed to following after Christ. We see some people get it wrong and think about things wrong in his disciples. Listen, when Jesus set his face to go towards Jerusalem, they were not thinking Jesus was going to die. They were not thinking that Jesus was going to go and suffer. They were thinking that Jesus had great things in store, a big victory, something that was going to be huge for them right here, right now. They thought it was going to change their their stances and their circumstances right here, right now. Listen, they've seen a ton that Jesus did. Look at chapter 9 again. Zoom out a little bit. Towards the beginning of chapter 9, Jesus fed a ton of people with a little food. We see the feeding of the 5,000 in that chapter. He took a couple of pieces of fish, 
a couple of pieces of bread and fed thousands and thousands of people, and his disciples were there. They saw that. Listen, that doesn't just happen. Has anybody ever been somewhere where they ran out of food? It's not fun. It's not, I was at a birthday party the other night, right? And these little kid birthday parties are hard enough to go to. They're terrible when they run out of food, right? I saw the Chick-fil-A nugget tray come out, and I looked at the amount of people in the room, and I just knew that I wasn't going to get any nuggets that night, that it wasn't going to happen, because when there's not enough food for the people that are there, what happens? You run out of food. That doesn't happen in Luke chapter 9. That's not what happened with Jesus. Jesus, being God in the flesh, was able to multiply that, was able to see it become enough for everybody that were there, right? Jesus, right, time and time again showed his disciples who he was. Look what else happens in chapter 9. They find, or they, they declare, they say that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus, or Peter makes that incredible declaration. They see, they know who Jesus is is but still their minds are missing it because they're focused on the wrong things they thought when he set his face towards jerusalem that he was going to go into jerusalem that he was going to push out the romans and set up a kingdom for them to establish right then and right now they thought that jesus setting his face towards jerusalem meant a military victory meant riches for them meant big things for them right here right now on earth their minds were in the wrong place they missed all the things that Jesus had said, listen, um, in, in verse 45, we see these guys actually arguing over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, over who's going to have the, the highest reign in the kingdom that Jesus sets up on earth. Look at verse 54, right? In verse 54, as the disciples are walking, they get sort of rejected by a village that are there, and the disciples, still thinking this is a military right here, right now conquest, ask Jesus if they should call fire out of heaven to demolish the village. Listen, they still don't get it because they're focused on the now. Say that with me. Focused on the now. Let me hear you. Now say wrong. Guys, it's really easy to do. These people were walking with Jesus every day. Every day. And still there was a part of them that was focused on the now. Still they let some of the things that they wanted right here, right now, become up here. Go back to my original example. They let some things that really didn't matter a ton take place of or take the focus of what matters the most. They were focused on the wrong things. They knew he was going to Jerusalem. They knew he was going to win a huge victory in Jerusalem. They just didn't realize that his victory wasn't going to be over the Romans. Think about it. What was his victory over? And when Jesus went to Jerusalem to die on the cross, Jesus defeated sin and Jesus defeated death. That's why Jesus went there. The disciples didn't get that. The disciples didn't know that Jesus' victory wasn't going to be like a victory they've thought of. It wasn't going to be a military thing. How did Jesus beat sin and death? What did he have to do? He had to die. Right? So Jesus, his victory was over sin and death, and his victory came through suffering, through torture, and ultimately through death. And the disciples, they didn't get that. Man, their focus was on the wrong things that they couldn't understand, they couldn't process it, they missed what Jesus was saying. Look at verse 22 of chapter 9. In 22, he says he's going to be killed. In verse 23, he says that if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to take up your cross and follow him as well. 
In verse 24, it says that the only way to save your life is to lose your life. So you've got to be a, a sacrifice or someone that's sacrificial, giving it away. In verse 25, Jesus makes the phrase, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? Listen, Jesus is saying things to help them begin thinking about eternal things. Not the things that are going on right here, right now, but they continue to miss it. Verse 44, Jesus says that he's going to be delivered into the hands of sinful men. Guys, listen, Jesus over and over and over is telling his disciples, don't focus on now, focus on later. Don't focus on the stuff that's going on now. Focus on eternity. Focus on all that God has for us down the road. And they missed it because, guys, look up here. They were focused on the wrong things. Listen, look up here, guys. Look up here. They missed what Jesus had said because their focus was in the wrong place. And this is what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that sometimes we miss what Jesus has said because our focus is in the wrong place. You understand that? I think that sometimes we miss what Jesus has said. We miss doing what Jesus has called us to do because we're focused on the wrong things. We take things that ultimately don't matter a ton and we make them our top priority. We take things that, that aren't going to matter for eternity, and we dwell on them. We focus on them. That's all we can think about. That's all we can do. And we miss, ultimately, what God's called us to. Right? We allow things like, like friends, like followers, like likes, like money, like material things, phones. Well, we, we allow those things to be like the, the top thing relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends, our jobs, our work, our cars. We make those super important. And we focus on those. And when we focus on the wrong things, guys, we're missing what Jesus has said. The disciples were people that, like, on earth, physically, like, in the flesh, walked around with Jesus. And we see all throughout Scripture that they missed a lot of the things that he said because their focus was in the wrong place. Guys, our focus has to be on the things that Jesus focused on. Our hearts have to dwell on the things that Jesus has told us to dwell on. But in chapter 9, we see that it's possible for people, even people that walk with Jesus, to focus on the now. Focusing on the now. Is it right or is it wrong? Focusing on the now. Is it right or is it wrong? It's wrong, right? It's wrong. It takes our focus away from Jesus, right? Instead, Right? Instead, we've got to focus on eternity. That's the second thing to write down. You can circle that, star that, put a check by it, a smiley face, a heart, or say this is the right way to live. Whatever you want to do to remind you that we've got to focus on eternity. We've got to live our lives thinking about heaven. In Philippians chapter 3, it says that, that ultimately you and I are citizens of heaven. That's where we belong. That, that's where we're going to spend eternity. We're here for a very, very short time. So our hopes, our thought, our focus, everything should be centered on eternity, centered on heaven. Look at Luke chapter 9, verse 51. Jesus set his face towards where? 951. Say it with me. He set his face towards? Towards where? Towards Jerusalem. He set his face on Jerusalem, right? For very different reasons than the disciples thought. When he set his face on Jerusalem, doing so meant something very, very critical for him. Jesus set his face on Jerusalem, and it was like he was saying, I am giving up 
right here, right now. I'm giving up the things of this world. I'm giving up the things that everybody else wants to do what God has called me to do. Listen, Jesus was God and, and Jesus was man. So when Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem, he was giving up the chance of having a family. He was giving up the chance of growing old. He was giving up the chance of accumulating riches and getting things for himself. He was giving up the opportunity to experience so many things that you and I probably want to experience. He was giving up comfort. He was giving up security. He was giving up safety. He was giving up all of these things because his focus was on eternity. His focus was on heaven. And his heart and his mind, the way that he lived, he was saying, God, if you want me to give all of this up, I will because I'm focused on you. God, if you want me to not have this, I won't. I'm going to focus on you. If you want me to not experience this, I won't. I'm going to focus on you. If you want me out of my safety net, out of my security zone, out of my comfort zone, if you want me away from certain things, God, that is okay because I'm going to focus on you. Guys, that's the model that Jesus gave for us. That should be our heart too. God, if you want me to give this stuff up so I can focus on you, I'm going to do it. If you want me to leave this behind so I can truly follow you, I'm going to do it. God, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to focus on you. Guys, Jesus set his face on Jerusalem because he was thinking about heaven. And when he did, when he set his face there, guys, it meant for him death. He knew it. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a surprise. He knew that he was going there to die. In Luke 18, Jesus says this, Behold, we're going to go to Jerusalem. He set his face there, and nine chapters later, he's still heading towards Jerusalem. Behold, we're going to go to Jerusalem, and everything that was written of me by the prophets will be accomplished. I'll be delivered to the Gentiles. I'm going to get mocked. I'm going to be shamefully treated. I'm going to be spit on. They're going to torture me, and they are going to kill me. Guys, when Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem, it was the ultimate act of love. Because when he set his face to Jerusalem, he set his face to go and die. He set his face to go and give up everything here on earth so that you and I could have everything in eternity. You understand why Jesus was focused on Jerusalem, why Jesus set his face there? He was going to accomplish the plans and the will of God. He was focused on what God called him to. So here's a question for me and for you. Are, are, are we focused on what God's called us to? Right, how can we tell what we're focused on? Think about your time. Just think about your week. Man, what got your focus? Think about your free time. What gets your focus? Think about the, the projects that you spend a ton of time on. What gets your focus? Think about your money. What gets your focus? Jesus' focus, his main concern the thing that, that dominated his life, that dominated his actions, that dominated his heart, was the glory of God. And because his focus was on the glory of God, guys, he was obedient to the will of God. When my focus and your focus is on God's glory, we're going to do what God's told us to do. We're going to live the way that God has called us to live. When our desire is to see God get glory, we're ultimately going to do what God says. We're going to do what he says. When he set his face on Jerusalem, he was choosing death so that I could have life. He was choosing death so that you could have life. He was choosing to give everything up that he could possibly have so that you and I could have everything he was wanting to give us. He set his face there to go and do something that was going to be incredibly tough. His focus was on heaven. 
His focus was on God's glory. What an accident. He didn't get arrested by chance in Jerusalem. He did it on purpose. John 10, 18 says this, no one takes my life from me. This is Jesus talking. No one takes my life from me. I'm going to lay it down of my own accord. He did it because he was focused on heaven. Guys, look up here. Let me see your eyes. And this is something that's so, so simple, but so, so hard for us to get. It's so, so simple, but so, so easy for us to lose our focus or to be consumed by other things. Guys, my hope, my prayer for us is that each one of us would be focused on heaven. That each one of us, as we're making decisions, as we're thinking about the future, as we're thinking about right here, right now, as we get our cell phones out, as we text our friends, as we go to school, that our focus, our hopes, our thoughts, everything would be centered around the glory of God. Eternity would be centered around heaven. And as it is, all of a sudden, guys, a lot of things that, that we think matter this much, we're going to see really might matter this much or, or not even at all. Some of the things that dominate us and consume us, we're going to have freedom from simply by focusing on eternity and not just right here, right now. Listen, if you and I are going to be followers of Jesus, Right, if, if we're Christians, if we've surrendered to him, if we've asked him to forgive our sins and trusted him to be our Lord and Savior, then guys, we're going to do what Jesus did. Look at chapter 9. Look at verse 23. Okay, Jesus is saying something very specific. If we're going to be called followers, if we're going to do what Jesus has called us to do, we're going to do what he did. Jesus said, if anyone's going to follow me, if anyone's going to come after me, if anyone's going to be my disciple, if anyone wants to, to call themselves a Christian, a follower of Christ, what's it say? Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And our focus should be in the, the, the place that Jesus had his focus. Our lives should be patterned after the life that Jesus modeled for us. Ultimately, we're going to live for what matters. We're going to live for eternity. So, this is what that looks like. Two things and we're done. What does that look like in my life and in your life? Because we're not walking behind him like the disciples did on earth, but we're still following his example. There's two things we can do. And, and the first one, again, it's simple, but it's not easy. Guys, we've got to focus our life on God's glory, right? Focus our lives on God's glory. That means in everything we do, we ask ourselves the question, how does God get glory in this? How can I glorify God through this? How can I glorify and make much of Jesus based on what I'm doing right now? And you can do that in everything you do that's good and pleasing to Him. You glorify God by being excellent in your schoolwork, working as if you're working for Him and not for man. That's a Bible verse, right? Work like we're working for God and not for other people. You can glorify God by using the gifts and talents that He's given you to the best of your ability. You glorify God by loving Him. You glorify God by loving what He loves. God loves people around you. Guys, everything we do, we've got to live to give glory to God. And when we do that, let me just tell you, you're going to look very different. Right? If you do everything for the glory of God, you are not going to look like the average person at Klein Oak walking down the hall. You're not going to look like the average student at Strzok Intermediate walking down the hall. If you're living for the glory of God, you're thinking about forever. You're thinking about heaven, not just right here Right now, guys, we've got to focus on the glory of God. And the second thing that will naturally flow from this is we've got to live sacrificially for other people. 
Right? We've got to be willing to sacrifice for the good of other people. That's what Jesus was doing when he set his face towards Jerusalem. He was sacrificing himself for me. He was sacrificing himself for you. That's the model he gave us. We've got to be willing to sacrifice for the people around us. We've got to be willing to sacrifice and love the people that God loves. It's not all about us. It's about other people. Right? It's about other people. How can you love and serve other people? people. Well, I think the most loving thing that you can do for anybody is to point them to Jesus. It's to point them to Jesus. That's the most loving thing that we could ever do for somebody. And, and then, then after that, guys, we can meet people's needs. I read this week, right? I read that, that there's 16,000 people groups around the world that don't have access to the gospel, right? It's not there. It's not, not in their language. They have no access. They don't know Christians. There's millions of kids in the U.S. and around the world that are starving. We're going to have some students in Haiti this week that are going to be spending their week with kids that are literally orphans sleeping on the streets. I mean, one of the things that we're doing in Haiti this week is we're throwing a birthday party for a five-year-old because it's a big deal when a kid lives to be five years old in that country. I mean, think about that. Think about what's going on in the world. Think about the way that Jesus sacrificed himself for us, for other people, and let's begin to think about how we can live sacrificially to invest in other people as well. First pointing them to Christ and then stepping out and meeting their needs the way that Jesus met our needs as well. Listen guys, followers of Jesus are going to be focused on eternity and we're going to live, not for ourselves, we're going to live for other people. So when we read in Luke chapter 9 that Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem, when Jesus set his face towards Jerusalem, what we're reading is that Jesus set his face on eternity and on the glory of God. And, and I don't know about you, but, but I'm incredibly thankful for that because ultimately that's where I find my life. And that's where you find your life as well. So as we get closer to Easter, as we think about all that, that God did for us, let's make sure that our focus is on eternity and the glory of God. And let's let our lives reflect that. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that the truth of God's word is both encouraging and uplifting to you. If you'd like more information about our church, service times, or locations, or if you have a question about what you heard today and you want to connect with someone, I want to encourage you to visit us on our website at championforest.org. Have a great day and God bless.